0: So today I want to preach on the need for Christian community. And that might be a weird time to do that during quarantine, but I think quarantine's the perfect time to teach on the need for Christian community. So speaking of community, I know most of you are watching this from home, but I wanted a way for us to be more involved, so we got a wireless microphone. So I'll ask questions throughout the sermon, and for the people here in the building, Teresa will pass a mic around for like the seven or eight people that we have. And if you're watching from home, in the chat box, there's a live chat. If you're watching on a desktop, it's to the right. And if you're watching on your cell phone, it's below. Uh, You can type in an answer in the live chat and we'll try to read them. All right. So let's start off with a question. Why do we need Christian community? What do you guys think? John Luke.
1: I think we need community
0: because Christ called us together as a community. For like the triune God, he's not just one person well, he's one being but three persons and they were in perfect fellowship with one another and Christ wants us to follow that same line. That's a very good point. Anyone else?
1: Because we have uh, differing gifts and uh, not one of us can properly or fully uh, do what God has called us to do with the few gifts that we have, yeah. <laughs> although they are good.
0: That's a very good point. Do we have any answers on the live chat yet? Okay, that's fine. Alright, so there's a few reasons we need community, and the first and foremost is because the scriptures say that we need community. Teresa is my assistant today, my wonderful assistant, and uh, (laughs) she's actually going to help me with reading some of the scriptures. So we're looking at how the Bible explicitly says we need community. And that's the foremost and most obvious reason why we know we need community. is because the authoritative word of God says we do. So let's take a look at that in some more detail. Uh, Teresa, could you please read Hebrews
1: 10, verses 24 and 25? And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near.
0: So obviously, that's the first place where we're explicitly commanded to not neglect meeting together. And we don't just meet together just to meet. Our meeting together uh, gives us an opportunity to edify each other, to encourage each other, and to stir each other up were specifically commanded to not neglect meeting together. And I think that means, um, I think that includes meeting together, um, even if it has to be virtually for a time on Sundays, but I think it kind of has to do with more than Sundays, too. Like the early church in Acts, it says that they met together every day to eat bread. I don't know if that was the whole church as a whole. It was more likely probably parts of the church meeting with each other, but they met every day and shared mirrors together and shared life together and prayed and worshiped and, um, and shared their struggles and joys with each other every day, day in and day out. They shared life together, and that's, that's the only real way to have any depth of community. That's how we have impactful community. Oh, Teresa says we have an answer for the question.
1: Yes. Uh, Jeff Burke says, we can't do it ourselves.
0: Yep. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. All right. uh, Teresa, could you please read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 12, through 12? Mm -hmm.
1: Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Again... If two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken.
0: So we need community. Because it makes us stronger and it helps us to do things that we couldn't otherwise do. And we'll get into that in a bit, how synergy is a biblical concept. I really like how it says um, two are better than one because they get a better return for their labor. But um, having each other in the Christian life is essential. Could you also read uh, Galatians 6, verse 2?
1: Yes. Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ.
0: So not only are we commanded in Scripture to not neglect meeting together, but we're also in a very indirect way commanded to have community. There's no way we can bear each other's burdens if we don't know what each other's burdens are. And you're not gonna know what someone's burdens are by not having a relationship with them and only seeing them once a week on Sunday for like 15 minutes. Can't carry out the commands that God has given us as a church without community because most of them are relational commands. And not only that, but God designed his church to function as a group. And if we neglect that, then we're neglecting God's design. Out the Bible, God says that he's been making a people for himself. And God wants his people to function as a people. God hasn't just been um, trying to make a people that are going to not really know each other and just stand off on afar. We're called the body of Christ because we work together. So another reason why we need community is because God produces change through his church. The church um, is one of God's most prominent means of producing change. And in the world, the church is God's main means of producing change. And he could have chosen other ways. For example, if the Great Commission, he could have had angels, you know, give the gospel to people or just give them visions or have talking donkeys do it because he's God. Mm, but he wanted the church to do it because using the church glorifies him and God not only uses um, the church to change the world the church is one of God's primary tools for changing us Uh, that's why we have it listed as one of the three means of grace the church helps us to grow in several ways a good church uh, community that we're involved with will help us to have more understanding of God's Word and more interaction with God's Word. It'll also help us to have more understanding um, and more interaction with His Spirit. God designed us to need His church. Why do you think God would have designed us to need His church?
1: Um, So, Jennifer Pett says, to give us opportunity for confession and healing. Um, Josh Olinger says we will be lost otherwise. He wants us to follow him.
0: All right, thank you for participating. I'm glad we got this to work since we can't all be here. I miss you guys. But um, those are all great answers. We God made us need His church to humble us, and because it it glorifies Him, it causes us to have to. uh, To rely on each other more and God having a diverse and interdependent church really kind of shows his glory and his design in the church and it helps us to um, see him more in other people. The fact that we need to interact with other people for our growth, it helps us see the image of God reflected by other people. So another reason um, why we need community, why we need other Christians, is because God made synergy. So synergy, um, it's something that's referred to in our passage in Ecclesiastes that we we were reading. If you want to put the Ecclesiastes passage back on the board. Two are better than one because they get a good return for their labor. So what that means is if one person makes so much return and another person makes the same amount, both of them working together produces more than they would individually. And this concept is such an important concept to God, I would say, that he put it all throughout creation. Not only does it exist in work and human relationships, but it exists in food and in music and in art. Uh, Bethany will know this, but there's so many ingredients that just aren't that good by themselves I really don't want to eat pepper for dinner (laughs) or salt for dinner (laughs) or garlic by itself for dinner but those things are very useful united with other things synergy is all throughout God's creation he made it a very clear and repeated pattern and it really applies in the church it's also obviously in music Just having a drum, if John Luke, I love John Luke's playing the drums, but if it was just him up here by himself every Sunday, worship would not quite be as good. (laughs) It's okay, (laughs) John Luke. But let's move on. Uh, Moving on to the next section, how we should do community. I wanna ask another question. How do you guys think the Bible says we should do community? Sam Wante, I feel like you have something. (laughs) If you don't, that's fine. It takes about 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds for answers from the live stream to come in. Oh, yes. Um, The question is, how should we do community? How does the Bible say we should do community?
1: I was going to say prayerfully, because we should be praying for one another, and that's one way that uh, we're, we do community.
0: Yes. I'm confessing our faults to each other. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We should also do community under the headship of Christ, like Colossians explains how Christ is the
1: head, and that we are to look to that head for our way of living.
0: Yep. Deanna.
1: We should do community like Jesus did with his disciples. um, Taking that example as um, they went with him everywhere. um, And they learned from him by doing life together.
0: Amen. Amen. We have time for maybe a few answers from the live chat and then we need to get more into this. All right, um, we're just going to move on with it for now. No, we didn't
1: answer questions. Okay. Jennifer Pitt says, uh, to bear one another's burdens.
0: Yep. All right, so how we should do community. I have about eight or nine things listed um, of how the Bible says we should do community, specific ways that are very important that really make a difference on whether or not our Christian community is impactful. Uh, the first thing, obviously, is we should love and serve each other. Teresa, could you please read uh, John 15, 12, and 13?
1: Yes. Uh, this is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends
0: and could you also read John thirteen thirty five?
1: by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another
0: That last verse is really important. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Like, this is such an important way in how we represent Christ that Christ specifically pointed this out. If you love one another, that is how people will know you're my disciples. And by implication, if we don't love uh, each other in a clear and tangible way, other people won't know that we're Christ's disciples. Uh, Another thing we should do is we should hold each other accountable. Uh, Teresa, can you read James 5, verse 16?
1: Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much.
0: It can be difficult to confess our sins to one another. It's a hard habit to get into, but everyone needs to have other Christians with whom they regularly confess their sins. And I remember um, back when I lived with Adam, I w- we were trying to really be serious about that. At first, it was really difficult. But um, like just after a few weeks. After the first few times, it gets like exponentially easier, especially when it's mutual and you have someone else confessing their sins to you, because it helps you to see, oh yeah, we're all human. (laughs) It's very that's another like important benefit of accountability and confessing our sins to one another, is it helps us to have more grace for ourselves, and it can help us to see, um, you know. God doesn't require that we be perfect. He requires that we trust in his son. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you also read Luke 17, verse 3?
1: All right. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him.
0: If your brother sins, rebuke him is what I want to focus on there. It's we just won't grow as much if we don't have other people holding us accountable. Um, there's certain struggles I have, like being diligent and, um, and watching how much I eat to some degree and accountability really helps with those things. Having someone check in with you, it can make a big difference, especially if you're having trouble reading the scriptures every day, just having someone check in with you daily. Did you read the scriptures today? It can make a huge difference and we all need the help of accountability. Um, another thing that community a benefit that it gives is it gives us people who will watch over us and warn us about troubles in our lives or potential dangers in our lives that we can 't see ourselves. Teresa, can you read Hebrews chapter twelve verse fifteen?
1: Mm-hmm. See to it that no one falls see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled.
0: I think it's interesting that it says, see to it that no root of bitterness springs up. Um, And from what I know, I don't think Hebrews was written to a pastor. It was written to a congregation. So the congregation is supposed to see to it that the congregation does not have bitterness springing up, a root of bitterness. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to watch out for each other's lives, and that doesn't mean being uh, nosy or meddling, but if somebody else is clearly having trouble with unforgiveness, it might be appropriate to um, kind of hint them that they might be struggling with bitterness, because we don't always see what we struggle with. And we need other people who can see more clearly than we do to give us insight. Another thing we should do is we should be providing for each other's needs. Um, Teresa, can you read Romans twelve through thirteen? Romans twelve, thirteen.
1: Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality.
0: Um, we all have needs, but one of and God provides for our needs. But one of the ways in which God provides for our needs is through His church. And um, this verse really impacted me a lot, and I really got it drilled into my head a few years ago. Um, One thing I never told the Hagers, the Hagers had this house that they acquired that no longer exists, because we tore it down. But uh, the house needed to be torn down because it was condemned. And Tiffany was pregnant at the time. She was about to have twins in like a few months. And Nathan wouldn't really have time to work on that once the twins were born. And I realized that no one was really helping them to tear down their house, and it's like, We have brothers and sisters in need and someone needs to help them with this, which is why I was there every day that I could be trying to help them with it. But um, the church being there, us being there to help each other with each other's needs is really a safeguard for each other and it's one that God wants us to have. Another thing we should do is encourage each other. Uh, Teresa, can you read Hebrews 10, 24, and 25?
1: Mm-hmm. All right. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing.
0: And can you also read First Thessalonians 5, verse 11?
1: Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing.
0: We all need encouragement, and we all go through hard times. And, um, and even just encouragement, like encouragement in terms of motivation. I definitely wouldn't uh, have grown as much if I didn't... To- receive encouragement from certain people in the church who encourage me to grow in ways that I wasn't really trying to grow in. And we all need that because we don't really try as hard as we should to grow. We also need encouragement through trials that God will stay faithful and God will be there and God will provide. Uh, which kind of leads into another way that the Bible says we should have communities. We should comfort one another. Uh, Teresa, can you read Second Corinthians uh, 1 verse 4?
1: who comforts us all in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God.
0: So it's good to know that God, um, he gives us several comforts in times of trial. One of the biggest ones he gives us is scriptures, but he also gives us each other. He gives us direct comfort through his spirit and through his word. And he also gives us each other to comfort each other. And that can really make a difference in, uh, in tough times. Uh, another way we should have community is we should fellowship with each other. Uh, Teresa, can you read Romans 12, uh, verse 15?
1: Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep.
0: And also Romans twelve ten.
1: Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor.
0: We should have the type of relationship with each other, and we should be striving to have the depth of relationship in the church where we're, like, genuinely attached to the well-being of other people. Like, it would make me sad to see um, something bad happen to Sam, and also the other Sam. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, if they get a promotion at work, I'm genuinely happy about it because I, my heart is attached to their well-being. And that is um, one of Christ's goals for his church. Our love should grow to the point where our hearts become attached to the well-being of one another. Another great help that um, God wants to give us through his church is that we should pray for each other. Uh, Teresa, can you please read Ephesians 6, verse 18?
1: Mm-hmm. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints.
0: That's quite a verse. Keeping, make supplication for all the saints.
1: <laughs>
0: like, it's really important to God that we pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And it makes such a difference having a community of people that genuinely and regularly prays for each other versus having a community of people that doesn't really regularly pray for each other. God's power comes through in prayer and especially as we pray for each other. Uh, the last thing i want to mention about how we should do community if we do community the way the bible says we should it will cause us to be able to image forth the trinity trinity in a uniquely bright and clear way and to a good degree that's um, one of god's major points in having the church god created the church to image for himself as a triune god Man was made in God's image and to reflect the image of God, but we can't reflect the image of God by ourselves because God's triune. But in the church, the church is one of the clearest and brightest pictures of the fellowship of the Trinity. And God wants us to show that. By our love for each other, by our fellowship, by our openness with each other, by how we enjoy each other and interact with each other, So after talking about uh, several commands that the Bible gives us on how we interact with each other, um, I just wanna point out, if we're not regularly interacting with each other, it's impossible for us to be fulfilling these commands. You can't help someone's burdens if you don't know what burdens they have. You can't know what burdens they have if you never interact with them. You won't know how to pray for people if you're not sharing life with them regularly. You can't comfort each other if you don't know what each other is going through, which you won't if you're not regularly spending time together. You can't fellowship without spending time together. So just to give a quick sum of summarized list of the benefits of community, in biblical Christian community, we have people who love us and who we love. It's a bit hot. Um... We have people, we have mutual accountability, people who will help us grow and whom we can help grow. We'll have people who watch out for us and who help us to see things we couldn't otherwise see. We'll have people who encourage us and people whom we can encourage. We'll have people who rejoice and weep with us and whom with we rejoice and weep. We'll have people who pray for us and people who we pray for. Have people who enjoy having fellowship with us and who we enjoy having fellowship with. Just think about how different life would be having a community that regularly has those things versus like not having those things. It makes such a huge difference, and that's the point I most want to make today. Life with community versus life without community is drastically different. And if we don't press into the depth of what God wants us to have with community, then we'll just be missing out on the growth that God wants us to have. It'll be impossible for us to obtain the growth that God wants us to have without tapping into community. We also have to tap into the word and the spirit and prayer, but if we neglect community, it's impossible for us to have the growth that God wants us to have. Community makes us all stronger and better off. I also want to point out that the only way we can receive the benefits of community is if we're not only seeking to receive benefits. We have to be seeking to give these things to other. God commands us to love other people. He doesn't command us to show up to church so we can be served. Mm -hmm. We should be thinking about how can I help, you know, so-and-so? How can I um, get to know more people in the church to find out what they're going through? and How can I love and serve them? We all have opportunities to serve that we don't see, and we should be seeking them. I want to take a moment to talk about how um, community has impacted me, and the level of community at Grace Christian Fellowship has been one of the greatest causes of growth in my life. Um, it's caused me to grow in major, major ways. Um, maybe, half, maybe half the people in this room knew me when I first started coming. Uh, It really helped me to grow socially, being regularly involved in community. I used to be shy, and I would have a hard time talking to anybody. And I also would do really socially awkward things, like just stare at people all the time, because I thought it was normal, because I grew (laughs) up without friends. (laughs) But community helps you to grow socially. It helps you to grow in your relationship skills. It also really helped me to grow career-wise. I met a bunch of people here who really wanted to help me advance in my career. And when I came here, when I first started coming, I don't know if I even worked at Subway. I may have not had a job at all. But um, because people kept giving me career advice and kept trying to pour into me and help me grow, I moved from better job to better job to better job to better job over time. And that's because people helped me. I don't know how I would have grown or tried to go about that if I didn't have the people who helped me with that. Mm -hmm. I also met my wife. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't have met my wife or known like what a great Christian she is before we started dating if we didn't meet in Christian community. That made a huge difference. (laughs) Let's see, I was going to ask um, if anybody else wanted to briefly share how Christian community has impacted them, but we're running a bit low on time. Let's see. So the next point I want to hit is Christian community means more than just time spent together. We could spend 20 or 40 hours a week together, but if all we do is watch football or play video games or talk to each other about how pretty each other's dresses are, then we're not really having deep christian community we're not having the biblical depth of christian community that god wants us to have and it won't really make an impact on our lives so not only do we need community but we need to press into it deeply i think one thing that i struggle with it's easy to I really love hanging out with all of you, but it's easy to just hang out just for hanging out and not really do anything, not really do anything of depth. And we shouldn't not watch football or not play video games or not talk with each other, but um, we should share our interests and our hobbies with each other, but we should also have things of more depth than that. But we shouldn't neglect to share our interests with each other, because we should share our, our lives together. So now I wanna talk about some practical ways to pursue community deeper. If you um, feel like you don't really have that deep of a sense of community, I want you to have some very practical ideas of how you can press more into community. So the first one, um, so I'm gonna have a list of things like things that help to press into community. And then I'm gonna have a second list of how we can press more into community during quarantine. Because quarantine's a weird time, and it can make some parts of community difficult, but I have specific suggestions for that. But um, the first thing on the list of how to pursue deeper community is attend events and services. Um, If you're not ever attending events and services, you're not really going to meet other people or have the chance to really uh, get to know the community more. You should try to attend not just services on Sundays, but... Uh, Friday night fellowship when we have it, or a community group or discipleship group and events. The second thing I wanna suggest is pursue relationships. Uh, relationships don't grow if you don't pursue them. And if you don't have relationships you're pursuing, you're never gonna be part of Christian community the way that God wants you to. <laughs> You should have at least two or three serious relationships that you're pursuing with other Christians who you have like regular accountability with, and who you try to encourage, and whom you share your insights into the Scripture with, and you listen to their insights into the Scripture. Uh, the third thing I want to mention for how to press deeper into community is to seek to serve and volunteer. I think not much helps more to have a sense of community than, like, striving together towards a goal. And volunteering will just really help you, pull you into a community of a church if you seek to serve and volunteer. And there's always several opportunities. There's usually a lot of opportunities that we don't see on how to serve and volunteer. Uh, There's just tons of stuff that needs done that we don't really think about needing done. Um... The fourth thing I want to mention on how to press deeper into community in a church is to get to know the leaders and to seek to understand their vision. If a church has a vision and you're a member of that church, you should seek to understand what that vision is. Like, do the leaders have a vision? Do they have goals for what this church is supposed to do? Uh, that's a really big deal in being part of a church. Um, The fifth thing I would advise is establish accountability and openness. Like, have people who you regularly meet with to hold you accountable and whom you hold accountable. Because it really makes a difference for growth. And especially being open with people. Nothing really builds relationships deeper than being open and transparent with people. Because if you're not transparent with people, then ultimately you don't trust them. And relationships can't really grow without trust. Um, number six keep pursuing relationships like if we only pursue relationships and then oh I've been like you know hanging out with this person for a few months we're pretty good and then you stop pursuing the relationship you're kind of just going to plateau and maybe even fall behind and um, not really be so deeply involved in community we have to continuously pursue relationships and growing in depth in our Christian relationships um, number 7, share your struggles with people and be there for them during their struggles. We all have uh tough times and trials that we go through, and we should be there for each other when we have those tough times. But no one's going to be there for you if you don't tell somebody else you're going through a tough time. We have to be open with each other and we have to be involved. Uh number 8 is pray for others. I think God does something in our hearts and kind of uniting us together in spirit when we pray for each other regularly. And not only that, but God does powerful things through all prayers. It's very important that we pray for each other. Uh, does anyone else have any ideas on how we can pursue community deeper that I didn't mention? John Luke.
1: Similar to like on Sundays where we give a listen to the reading of scripture. Paul encourages Timothy to devote yourself to the public reading. But there's also like private times where you're having your devotions. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have like a time of uh study with like a group house school, like a certain scripture reading during or after worship, something like
0: that. Yeah, it is. That can be very helpful. Yep, definitely. We are running a bit short on time, so if Deanna has one, she can mention it. So it depends on which church you go to. Um, For our church, I would say ask Christiana
1: Williams
0: (laughs) because Christiana Williams is in charge of um, knowing what needs there are. And if people ask, she should uh, be able to tell you that. So that's what I would recommend for our church. If you're watching this on a live stream and you don't attend GCF, um, I would just ask someone in the leadership, um, maybe a deacon or an elder, but there should be people who kind of know what needs the church has. In our church, there are several people who know those needs, but Christian is the point person. Mm-hmm. All right, so the final section of today's message, um, how to pursue community during quarantine. <laughs> so community is just as important as ever. And now can be a time where it's easy to fall behind in community, but we need to make sure we're staying involved in each other's lives and not letting that happen. So um, here are some creative ways to do that. Uh, you can call and video chat with each other, and that can still be a great way to have accountability with each other and to check in with people, and, um, and we shouldn't be neglecting the tools that we have like that. Um, you can go on walks with people. Um, you can have good conversations, you can worship, you can pray, and it can it's good to get outside and get fresh air. If you just stay in your house all day, it's easy to get depressed. It makes me depressed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I recommend going on walks with people. Um, if you have Christian housemates, it's probably a good idea to spend extra time with them or Um, whether that's your roommates or your spouse or your children. If you have Christian housemates, spend extra time investing in your relationships with them. Um, You can and should still seek accountability during quarantine. You can do it meeting with people in person. You can do it over video call or chat or um, just calling someone on the phone. Another thing that can be easy neglect but we need to keep in mind is to seek to serve others are there people who are um might need help preparing a meal i know there are several people in the church who have kids who get very busy it might be a good thing to do if you have extra time to call them up and say hey i was thinking of you could i prepare a meal and bring it to your house um now's a good time to do that especially if you have extra time on your hands Uh, You can still volunteer. There's still work that needs done at the church. We only have 10 people here, give or take, every Sunday, but it still needs clean. (laughs) If you have time and you want to come to the church to help clean on a weekday or something, talk to Christiana about that. Uh, Lawns still need mowed and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, Continue to pray for each other. We always need to pray for each other, and now especially and the last thing I want to mention that we should do to uh, grow more in community is just to seek God more. Because the closer we go, grow um, in our relationship with God, the more it helps us to grow with each other. Well, uh, that's all I have for today, so let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time to meet together in person and online. We pray that you would help us to apply your word to our lives and how your word commands us to interact with each other and to build relationships and build community with each other. We pray that you would just uh, give us insights into what we need to uh, work harder on and how to balance our time correctly. We pray that uh, you would just... Unite us together by your Spirit, and we pray that you would uh, bless us with your grace. And we thank you for your grace and your love for us, and amen.